As a professional football player, do you ever find yourself thinking, one bye week just isn't enough, I need another day off? Maybe the NFL is forcing you to go play in Mexico City and you ask yourself, why the f- should I go to another country to play football? This ain't the CFL. Or perhaps you just want to screw with a whole lot of people's fantasy football team. Well, I'm the guy for you. Just call me the Hurt Doctor. We specialize in practice injuries, pregame warm-ups, and even mid-game injuries. That's right. You play one series and think, I've had enough? Limp off the field, and I will choke out the real doctor in the medical tent and give you a fake diagnosis. We even have soccer players on the standby to show you how to take a fake fall. We have recently helped players like Tyler Lockett, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, David Johnson, and (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster. So, if you need a break, just give me a call and I will make that fake fall a reality. All right, what is up, Bragger League? We have a very special guest with us this evening, the rousing sound of a car alarm going off in the background so should be fun to have this throughout the whole pod so uh this is your boy the commish uh what's up everybody um special shout out to my co-host mr brett mcintyre brett how's it going good i do i do hear the car alarm oh nice this is honestly the most clear i feel like we've ever heard you in our entire podcast history what do you what do you have to say about that uh, I don't mean to brag, but I actually called AT&T the other day and kind of made a scene trying to get the old bill lowered, and um, and I got uh, unlimited data. It's a new pilot program they have, and I actually pay the same amount. So, again, uh, ma- making a scene over the phone, uh, being a big man to the girl on the other side of the phone will get you unlimited <laughs> data. That's right, yeah. And you don't mean to brag, but, my man, you are a <clears throat> bragger. Yep, there you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So what's up? Glad to have you. Um, we also have our dear friend, uh, Mr. Jesse Gibbons. What's up, Jesse? What's up, Bragger League? And making his uh, podcast debut, we have the one and only Mr. Chocolate and Vanilla himself, the one and only Mr. Tyler Reed. T. Reed, what's up? Guys, I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so uh, well, a- as we've done, uh, you know, for... You know, all all guests previous really want to kind of just open it up to um, you, T. Reed, and just kind of give you the floor. uh, Talk to me about your season. Talk to us about what you've enjoyed, what's really sucked, and uh, how good it feels to be in a playoff hunt. So, T. Reed, the floor is yours. Like I said, glad to be here. Uh, Felt like the season's gone uh, as well as it could have been, six and six. Can't complain about that in the playoff hunt. You know, we look back from when this league started. Uh, finished the first year in the the bottom half, always staring that ACT in the face, and uh, you know, just really strove for mediocrity after that. Um, you know, it's the the great Bill Russell said in his autobiography: "Once you win, whatever that drive is to get you there." doesn't always keep you there so you know once i'm reached mediocrity you know it's uh, it's all about staying there now so 
<laughs> as a guy who's probably just under average height and just above average weight, I very well understand mediocrity. Height? Height? Is it height or is it height? Uh, You know, fantasy football is actually about questions. Gotcha. Well, so I actually had to, to kind of piggyback on what T. Reed said. I had kind of a quick question, and it actually kind of ties – again, it ties into what T. Reed was saying. I had kind of a uh, – <coughs> sorry, guys. I had a quick question for you all, and it's something I've actually always wanted to ask T. Reed, so it kind of works out that he's here. Um, do you all remember, like, precisely what you were doing on 9-11? You mean uh, – do you mean to ask where we were when the world stopped turning that September day? Yeah, that's how, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, do you want us to answer individually? Well, you, as you feel led. Uh, I was in math class, Mr. Dixon's math class, and this Irish man named Mr. Duff came in, and he's like, "Oh, the," <laughs> he said something like, "Oh, they've struck the towers," <laughs> something to that effect. <laughs> that's my accent. Sounded just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> well, is isn't he from Ireland? No. Uh, is Patrick Swayze from Ireland? Not anymore. Ah. Oh. Uh, no. So I, I was homeschooled. So I, I was at home. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was actually in math class as well. Oh, me too. Were you really? Number one. Really? Wow. I yeah. was in. I was in third grade. T. Reed, how old are you? Thirty-one. Third grade. Third grade. In third grade. What are you in the third grade? Yeah, maybe maybe fourth tops, but uh Wait, okay. no, 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 hold on, hold on. No, all right, all right. That's that's funny. <laughs> it can't be true. It can't be true that you were in the third grade. No way. I was uh I was nine. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> that's just weird. <laughs> All right, that's fair. T Reed's a hair older than you. Uh, we get it. Just, just, I mean, just, just four years. I, I was in ninth grade. I mean, <coughs> okay. Well, anyway, right. sorry about, sorry about that, guys. Yeah. So, so, so moving on. Tell, tell us a little more, T Reed. Like, who's been? What's it? So, a guy that arguably coming into the season a late round not a late round but a you know back end rb1 that there was a lot of question marks about was the one only mr aaron jones so aaron jones has been bona fide stud what's it been like to own him but and before you answer i certainly know what it's like to be crushed by him so please tell tell us how the other end feel so it's always great to have somebody you know who's an automatic start no questions asked. Um, and really the way they've opened up that offense this year and uh, really emphasized the run and even using him out of the backfield to catch passes has been – it's worked like a dream for uh, the Romosexuals. Been a great beneficiary of, of those plays. Yeah. Um, hey, you ever going to change that team name? Never. Okay. Just wondering. Okay. That's fine. <clears throat> yeah, Aaron Jones has been great for me. Uh, of course, as always, Michael Thomas. Uh, had a little bit of a drop off, you know, with the whole <laughs> and is he or is he not done? You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, 
but pretty stable team all all, all around uh really solid so yeah. tell us a little bit so very 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 early on in the show when we had our when we had our buddy Jordan Dorset on the show um we somehow landed on the nickname for you Mr. Chocolate and Vanilla what's it, what's it like to be referred to as uh our our favorite mixed breed it's quite endearing honestly uh i mean oh good chocolate it means a and lot. vanilla uh, <laughs> two things that will that will never go away and you know who doesn't love a nice chocolate or vanilla ice cream it's, I, it's really fitting his mediocrity theme yeah mm. very true <clears throat> yeah very true. Ch- chocolate's definitely top of the <laughs> Top of the food chain of ice creams, vanilla is probably near the bottom. So to be both, I would flip it. I would yeah. flip it there, but but that's you know to each his own. Yeah, maybe. All right, so so let's T. Reed. Thanks for thanks for being part of the show. We're happy to have you. Absolutely, I appreciate the in- intro. So, uh, Brent, let's go ahead and get into uh, let's let's hit the league with, with with what they're used to hearing. We'll do a little bit of matchup review. Uh, we'll do we'll do some playoff scenarios for you uh, this evening. Try and get uh, try and give everybody their fair share, and then uh, talk in particular a little bit about the uh, little ACT race we got going on at the bottom of the league. So uh, should be a fun little uh, recap for you guys. So Brett, why don't you go ahead and start us off with uh, who you've got up top, and uh, we'll let you drive this thing for a minute. So yeah, um, up top. We have got the the number one team still make Comerica great again. Um, he did he did fall. He he fell off his perch ever so slightly this week. He probably would be offended that we say that, but um, he so Josie the 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 number two played the number one and the number two came out victorious. Uh, I declare bankruptcy. Uh, beats make Comerica great again, 114 to to seventy five, and so Stu obviously is locked in to the playoffs. Um, as is Josie. And so this was a matchup that really just kind of had to do with seeding. Um, but it did it did set Josie up to if, – if Josie had lost this, it would have been very difficult. Um, I mean, he would have had to win out in order to get the – to get the number one seed. And as it is now, he still – he still basically needs to do that. I mean, if – but if Stu loses again, Josie's going to be all up in that first spot. Um, but, I mean, if we've got three three games left, right – uh no two games two games so um so yeah if if Josie looks like he's got a great shot at getting that one seed um and Stu you know hopefully Stu did not peak at the wrong time I'm I'm certainly not saying that he did but sometimes that happens in fantasy but I I think you know just losing one game or in life in general yeah or in life in general um but I think it's way too early to say that but you know make America great again still in first place locked into a playoff spot locked into a really a top two playoff spot and um He'll be fine moving forward, as will Josie, who we're going to talk it, talk about tonight at length. Great, yeah. So, just t- tell us what you felt like going into the matchup. <laughs> How's it feel to to knock off the uh, longest win streak in our league history? Look, I I hate to end a good thing, and he definitely had a good thing going with ten wins, the longest record win streak in the Bragger League. And uh, just a phenomenal run. But I'd be lying if I said I, I wasn't 
looking forward to that matchup all season long. Um, every time Stinton would get another win, it would just make me want to beat him in week 11 even more. And I made <laughs> trades. comes out. I made trades to win in week 11. I made, I made a lot of decisions throughout the season so I could win week 11. Um, I may or may not have told Jay Ball in a trade negotiation that I didn't care about the playoffs. I only cared about week 11. Um, but, yeah. So screenshots. I, it, screenshots or it didn't happen. That's right. Yeah, it, it, it was important to me. I really wanted to win um, and thankfully was able to, to pull that off. And he, he didn't have – some of the players that he's had putting up great numbers uh, throughout the season, they just they weren't there this week. <laughs> Played to my favor, so I was able to pull off a win, and I was, I was super pumped about it. Yeah, so there are, there are a couple of things that we need to add that Jesse's not going to mention because he's still a pretty humble guy, even though he really wanted to crush Stinton this week. So, uh, first of all, I'll speak for Stinton on this. He'd be honored to know that he – was in the forefront of your mind most of, <laughs> most of the season. Like, that'll be one that he holds on to. Yes, he um, will. So, so something that uh, the league probably doesn't know, uh, I'll speak, first of all, just about the sheer amount of points that Josie has scored. So, Josie's – there's kind of a – it's not a rule, but kind of a general guideline that, like, you know, like a, a dream season or, or a great season – points-wise for 13 regular season games is about 1,500. Like, if you get to that 1,500 mark, you're probably at the at the top of the league, right? So you're, you're probably finishing overall number one. Scheduling obviously comes in that. But 15 points is, is, is an excellent bar to shoot for. So currently, Josie, with two games to play, is at 1,407 and is on pace to – crush the single season record for points uh, that we have in the league. Now, granted, this is only our three-year history, but nonetheless, it's incredibly impressive that going into week 12, he's already at 1,400. So it's definitely been a phenomenal run as far as points-wise. Not to be overlooked, which we'll talk about more in a little bit, Shelby also is at 1,300, and she looks like to also eclipse that 1,500 mark. So it will be uh, it will be really interesting to have two folks over that fifteen hundred point mark. Um, but even even more impressive, just to shine a little bit of light. So, Josie obviously leading the league in points. What you guys may not know is that Josie has been the top scorer each and every week since week six. Very very and impressive. So, so, Brett, you, you've played fantasy for quite some time. How would you rank that as far as, you know, o- overall impressiveness for some of the runs that you've had? Um, where does that land as far as just overall greatness? I mean, if you're talking about the runs that I've had, you might want to hold the bar a little higher. So I'm going to just talk about runs that I've seen. Um, that's, that's pretty unbelievable. Um, the best team I've ever had uh, started out the year a lot like a lot like Josie's did. This was like, golly, like five, six years ago. And it did, it did stuff kind of like that. And it really is like a once and and like ever since then, you know, usually you pretty much like, if you were to ask me name off your team from two years ago, I'd be like, dude, I have no clue. I have no idea who was on my team. Um, Mostly because my team tends to change a lot, but like I could name off for you that whole team just because, just because whenever you, um, whenever you go on a run like that, 
it's kind of it's just really fun you know what i mean and and you just don't ever forget that because it very rarely happens in fantasy so it's really really impressive to be at nine and two in general is really really impressive but to do it in such a dominant way and to have golly over 100 points more than the next closest person is pretty awesome yeah no kidding so obviously great run joe's congratulations so brett let's go ahead and move on to the next matchup what you got for us so the next matchup i've got for you um if we're kind of sticking with if we're kind of sticking with the going down the line um, I, I think w- we might as well rip off the Band-Aid now um, and talk about the threat level midnight versus customer survey, Battle of the Jones home, um, the Jones Bowl, as we call it, uh, 108 to 98 threat level midnight drops you. There was a time when I really thought you were coming back. Hey, we cut back. out a little bit. What did you say there, Brett? Uh where did you lose me? You there? Are am I? Are we there still? Hey, Brett, you still with us? I'm still with you. Oh boy! Hey, you hear me? All right, we're gonna see if we can't get him back in here. Uh, and with that, we'll go ahead and flip it over to a commercial break. We'll, real quick, uh, we'll see what we've got for you. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back from our uh, illustrious commercial break brought to us by the one and only Stuart Dale Shoemake. I hope that uh, even during the offseason, we're able to get some great commercials. Um, I think it'll be great for the pod. Um, so before we left, Brett, I think you were uh, leading us in, in some matchup reviews. Who, who we got next on the docket? So coming in next, which, by the way, did you hear just now when you tried to call, were you hearing me the whole time I was trying to talk? Oh no, nah, man! We just hear in the background. You know those movies. <laughs> you know those movies where someone is dead, but they don't realize they're a ghost yet until they go and like they start trying to talk to somebody, and nobody and everybody just keeps having the conversation, and they're like, "Hey, why aren't you oh, listening?" Like-, like that was what I felt like. I was sitting there talking and listening to your conversation, and I was like, "Hey, does anybody hear me?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm dead." Um. Anyway, <laughs> so like it's a wonderful life. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Oh, wow. I haven't seen the episode of the Rugrats where they parody uh, It's a Wonderful Life, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. (laughs) Man, I I can't imagine that was any good. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't good. It was great. Um, So, anyways. Well, we did did learn that you were in the third grade whenever 9-11 happened, so I guess it does make sense. Yeah, yeah, third or fourth grade, one of those two. Maybe it was the fourth, but I don't know why it's ma- it matters right now. Um, anyways, so we're going to go back to, speaking of um, just, you know, personal things like this, uh, I want to talk about the Jones Bowl, uh, where Shelby Jones wins 108 to 98 over you, Benjamin Jones. And this was the moment that you felt it was time to cut cut the cord, cut bait on – Juju you want to talk about that yeah so I think my opinions on Juju on that beat Smith Schuster <laughs> are very very well documented um, both on this podcast and in the Bragger League chat so I won't waste much of our time other than <laughs> it felt uh, aside from your smoker's cough it felt yes. incredible uh, it, it was very therapeutic to to drop 
Juju. And, and I hate it for the guy. Um, but when you start faking injuries on the football field because you're catching balls from Mason Rudolph, you know, that's going to earn your spot on the waiver wire. And so, yeah. well, Mason Rudolph is catching helmets for sure. Um, well, yeah. And, and notice this, this, this is how, yeah. So Mason, Mason Rudolph takes a helmet to the dome and you, and you know what the first thing he does, he doesn't try and fight back. <laughs> he turns and raises his hands to the referee and he's like, Hey, you going to throw a flag here? Like what a coward. Gosh, he's such a freaking waste of all, all effort. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So Juju's obviously gone. Um, he won't play another down the rest of the season. I'll I'll make a clove bet on it. I don't care. So as far as the matchup goes, um, there are a couple of key things that occurred um, pre pre Sunday. Uh, so obviously you go into Thursday um, with the Browns and with the Steelers matchup, uh, really feeling good about only one thing, and it's probably that the Steelers are going to win and their defense would put up some points. Um, I certainly was disappointed with that. And so, Brett, you've talked about Thursday matchups before in the past. Like, what what's your general overview on, on Thursday night games? I don't like them at all, and only because nothing good happens on Thursday. And my dad used to always say, like, whenever – and it was really good advice. Like, nothing good happens after midnight. Like, always be home before midnight because nothing good ever happens after midnight. Um, you know, when I was in high school, he would always say that to me. And it's kind of like nothing good happens on Thursday night because you're either going to get demolished by somebody who's going to score like 30 points against you or your guy is going to score like nothing. And that seems to always be what happens on Thursday nights. Yeah, so that reads true with my team here. So started off Thursday feeling pretty rough. But the the key decision, I think, in the matchup was my decision to swap kickers on Friday from Zane Gonzalez to Josh Lambeau. Um, won't get too much detail, but that cost me several points. Thankfully, I would not have won anyway. But, I mean, look, at the end of the day, <laughs> is a respectable score. But, and you know, it just ain't going to get it done. You know, anytime your flex scores you 2.7, you don't deserve to win. Look, you know, all right, so so Ross Dwelly was a, was a spot start, claimed him off waivers on Wednesday, 2 real proud of that but look there's nothing to be proud about with this team all right so very very much uh got pretty beat up pretty bad um shelby's team is obviously vastly superior shelby has proven to be a vastly superior manager of fantasy football than i have um the only only thing that i'd like to highlight is that uh my kicker defense combo scored two points her scored 24, so I can't help but think that that has a little bit of effect. And um, Mike Evans had 69 yards. Um, ben, I would like to point out, we've made a lot about my, my losses by less than a point on this on this podcast. You would have beaten me by mm. .04 this week. Mm. Yeah, just an interesting, interesting little tidbit for you. But as it is, you didn't. Is that, is you didn't so. It. it, it uh, is that supposed to help? Well, maybe. I don't know. It's, well, why would you bring that up? Well, it's kind of like the post-game interview that you and Josie did with me. Like, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> like, what do you want to discuss? 
Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So, so let's let's move on. Wait, 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 ben, 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 ben. Before we move on, can I get a juju comp or two out of you? <laughs> yeah, sure. Fire. All right, Auden Tate or, ju- or juju. Uh, okay. Um. Wait. It. Wait. Yeah. Auden Tate is like. <laughs> did, did he get pulled, taken off the field in the stretcher? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still going, I'm still sticking with it. Auden Tate, I'd, I'd rather have Darius Slayton or, uh, or Juju. Uh, no brainer, Darius Slayton. Okay. Um. All right, let's do a few more. Um. Uh, Russell Gage or uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, I would go Russell Gage and Nicholas Cage. As okay. Well. Last one. Philip Rivers switched to the receiver position, or Juju Smith-Schuster. I would take uh, Philip Rivers in any position over Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, good to know. Uh, I would like to make a general decree. However much fab I have left on Thursday, I will be spending on Juju. So beat it. It's a waste of money. I'm just I'm just letting the league know. If you want them, spend $1 more than whatever fab I have because that would, that is what I'll be spending. All right, uh, open degree decree to the league. All right, Brett, let's let's keep going. Shelby's much better than I am. Everyone knows it. All right, moving on. All right, so next we have uh, Josh Thompson uh, against Justin Russell. So Josh really has has been. We're going to get to Josh later whenever we talk about the playoff uh, playoff analysis and really get into what each team is going to have to do to make the playoffs. And then we may even bring you up in there because um, you're not you're not out of it yet. Um, but Josh's team has been great, and it, it beat up on the Nardogs pretty bad, who might come up during the ACT watch portion. Um, Gurley was great. Ingram was great. I feel a little responsible for Josh's great team now because I gave him Ingram, and Ingram has been awesome. Um, but Josh, I also gave him Josh Allen, uh, who, who scored him 30. I gave Josh uh, 54 points this week. Justin Russell's very. Thankful. Oh wait, hold. I'm sorry. 59. David Montgomery too. Oh yeah, math is hard for me. Yeah. So, did you have anything to add here? Do you want to talk about Justin's team a little bit? I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. It seems though, it's incredibly <laughs> interesting to me that that even though of the nard dogs they continually just flat out don't score points like what whatever the heck's going on in cleveland odell doesn't score whatever combo of folks he tosses out there they just don't score if michelle scores no one else does like his team just can't seem to put it together you land a guy like cooper cup who has had an incredible season and only totals up 53 yards like it's just very interesting to me that Justin Russell's team could underperform so consistently at such a miserable rate it's really impressive yeah for sure so uh we'll we'll move on here to the next matchup and since we have T Reed we'll go ahead and move on to this one where T Reed just about doubled up uh Mr. Mr. Last <laughs> Place uh Stephen A., great friend of the show, 
so T. Right. T. Reed wins one hundred eight to sixty five. T. Reed, you want to talk about your win this week? Yeah, uh, not too much to say. Uh, I had some people like uh, Michael Gallup, uh, Marvin Jones caught two touchdowns. It's always good to see that uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, one one strange thing that did happen, I you know I, I had Robert Woods started and uh, he was my last wide receiver to go. And about an hour before kickoff, I'm driving back from Columbus to Hattiesburg. I get an alert that says Robert Woods is out. Uh, and of course, go to pull it up, and there's no explanation. There was never questionable or anything like that. Oh, I know it happened. <laughs> He, he hurt his twat. <laughs> I've been there, brother. <laughs> that is very possible. So I had to scramble um, while I'm driving. My wife is asleep in the back. My child is asleep in the back seat as well. At least you're um, safe about it. Pulled over in Meridian at the Taco Bell <laughs> and was only able to drop one player, which was James Washington, <laughs> to pick up Josh Reynolds, who got me five points. Uh, so thankfully it didn't come down to that, but, uh, would have been a little bit pissed off if it did. Yeah, for sure. That, that, that's pretty rough. I've never had anything like that happen where a dude just straight up doesn't play is it's really, really weird. Um, so, uh, do, do you have anything you want to add there? Um, so, uh, I mean, we'll definitely yeah. talk about Steven hey, Seabling. Brett, did you know that uh, Marvin Jones was he on The Voice or was he on American Idol? I did the same thing. I don't know, man. No, I think they're two different shows. Uh, Marvin Jones has outscored Kenny Galladay by a lot, and I'm just I'm really really happy for Marvin Jones. I'm just glad that he's happy. I'm glad that Tyler's happy, and you know, man, just forget my happiness. Um, and that's just, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, but speaking of that, we can go ahead and get into mine and Jonathan's matchup, unless anybody had anything to add to that. Um, yeah. So I'll add one thing. In the words <laughs> of our uh, incredible league mate, Mr. Justin Russell, uh, who cares? Yeah. Let's, let's carry on. Very, very true. So speaking of who cares, I'll talk about my matchup for a minute. Um, it was me and Jonathan and uh, – Really, kind of not a not a terribly high scoring affair. Jonathan had Damian Williams get hurt early on in the in the game on Monday night, and I think that really hurt him. Allen Robinson laid an egg for him. Uh, Auden Tate, like you said, I think Auden Tate almost died, um, but but he didn't, so that's good. Um, and then a couple of guys on my team did pretty well. Um, I'm actually going to release Philip Rivers right now and do the world a favor. Going to do that right here on the show. Uh, in just a minute, we're going to talk about Stu Shoemake. Uh, Stu, here you go. Here's Philip Rivers. Uh, he is not good, so don't pick him up. <laughs> Actually, no, totally pick him up because you're in front of me. Totally pick him up. He's really good. Probably a Hall of Famer. Go get him. Brett, Brett is that collusion? I mean, you're you're offering a player to Stu. I mean, I'm not the commissioner. We'll, we'll let the commissioner weigh in. All right, as the as the unbiased commissioner in this matter – notified to the league all at the same time this would not be considered collusion hey so, for- there it is there it is one me a case 
That's yeah, you can put on your resume, I suppose. <coughs> uh, that's all we. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about me and Jonathan. Uh, we got to talk about Jonathan later on in the uh, in the playoff hunt portion. So, yeah. um, so hey, John Brown, real quick. Uh, stat on John Brown is there there that have that that lead the league in most hundred yard games this particular season. Uh, one of them is Michael Thomas. The other is Smokey Brown himself. Man, he's been Carry he's on. been good, and he he tore me up this week. He kept he kept Jonathan in it for sure, which was pretty cool. I mean, you know, not for me, but it's pretty cool. Okay, so and I believe what might be the last game, the last game. I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, Aunt Pam's <laughs> Revenge versus Shroot Farms. So, uh, man, this this was crazy. Were y'all watching this on Monday night? Did y'all were y'all keeping up with this? Oh no, I gave up long, long before. <laughs> well, I was watching the Monday night game um, to to see what Rivers and Keenan Allen did, and it it was it was truly nuts. I found myself more interested in Grubbs's and um, Stu Stu Shoemake's game than than my own because um, Tyreek Hill got hurt really really early, and Mahomes didn't have his normal game, and Grubbs really looked dead in the water, but pulled off pulled off a uh, come from behind victory uh, on the strength of Travis Kelsey going for fifteen points. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think at one point, Stu was predicted <laughs> to get going into the matchup was predicted to win by like thirty points, and so it it definitely was over. And then Grubbs was able to put a team with Kelsey, and then with Terry Hill, Goose Egg, and Mahomes only putting up sixteen. I mean, it's just the, the perfect one for Grubbs to come back and win. And that's what uh, Grubbs was in a, in a group chat with me and. With me and J Ball, he said Tyreek's gonna have to get hurt for me to win. Sure enough, he did. Okay, so it's his fault. Wow. Maybe so. I, he didn't say, and I hope that happens, but it was it was definitely implied. Well, I did hear in a, in another conversation this week, um, another buddy was going up against Tyreek Hill and needed him to have a subpar game, and he said, "You know, I, I never want to root against a player. Don't want to. You hope that they get hurt, but if I had to hope that a player gets hurt." probably at the top of that list so well hey as as publicly noted tyree kills at the top of shelby's no draft board right with joe mixon well and Ray. <coughs> yeah it makes sense um well and michael vick. speaking of well don't draft michael vick either way but speaking of um messages with hey Clint, so just so we're clear i would take michael vick over juju smith okay just 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 making sure um, Michael Vick's brother, Marcus Vick, who uh, also played at Virginia Tech but didn't make it in the NFL, but angry tweets sometimes. Marcus Vick or Juju? <laughs> Marcus Vick. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, me. Ooh, me or Juju? Uh, you. Every time. Oh. So, so you've heard – you've seen me play for the BSU team. Yeah, we yeah. I mostly saw your skills as left-handed quarterback, yeah. which was kind of awkward to watch. Yeah, I was kind of like but, if Tua uh, looked a lot different and wasn't as good as he is, that'd be kind of like me. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you what though, it was a thing of beauty to watch you roll out and throw a throw a pass to Wesley Wesley Bunch after he ran what he would call quote his squirrel <laughs> route. It was very awesome. Squirrel. Oh man, it was all, all of like four yards down the field, and he was always open. He never went for more than seven yards, but he was always open. 
Um, that's the only route he knew. But anyways, okay. So speaking of Grubs text, which we're not speaking about anymore, but um, you said that you Grubs sent you a text earlier laying out playoff scenarios where you and him could both make it. So that kind of leads us into our, our, I guess maybe our final section of the day, which is what do, what do guys need to do to make the playoffs? So you, can you lay out the path for customer survey at four and seven and Aunt Pam's revenge at four and seven to make the playoffs? Yeah, so so we both certainly have an an unlikely and a tough road uh, to get in. So sitting at a couple games back of the sixth place spot, uh, we're going to need one of those sixth place teams to drop a game and then both of us are going to have to win out. So what's unique about that is that Grubbs and I play each other so if by some chance we both win this week, it will be shaping up to a potential matchup in week 13 for uh, that final playoff. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that'll be really interesting. In the last week, there are a ton of variables. So as of now, the, there are actually three people who have a playoff spot locked up. It is Make America Great Again, I Declare Bankruptcy, uh, and threat level midnight. So we we did the math, and technically Shelby on the app hasn't locked it up, but just based on the math that we did, uh, or that I think Josie did, um, Shelby is pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the only person who could knock Shelby out of the playoffs would be uh, JT uh, because he's the only one not in the current playoff scenario that has a chance to knock her out because he has five wins. She has seven. If he wins out, type her record if she loses games. But she's got about 200 points on him. So just, I mean, just the sheer numbers there, she's not going to get knocked out. So she's she's locked in. <coughs> so it really comes down to those last three spots. And currently the last three spots are occupied by Tyler Reed himself, Mr. Chocolate and Vanilla, uh, Stu Shoemake and me and all of us are six and five. Now I am in last in that group because I had the least amount of points. Tyler has the most at 1196. Uh, Stu Shoemake has the second most at 1135 and then me at 1108. So I'm pretty significantly behind. Um, but Josh Thompson has made an unbelievable comeback. Josh was what? I know he was 0-3. Was he 0-4? Um, was he 0-? Hold on. Josh started out the year, let's see, one in one and three. Josh started out the year one and four, and has rallied back, rallied back to five and six. Yeah, Josh has certainly had a had quite the stretch run, and he he may have even won four weeks in a row. I think he might have even been two and six. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because he won. He's on. He's on a four game win streak. Um, and currently, I mean, he's been yeah. an impressive comeback because week six, he was sitting in 12th, 12th place. Um, Firmly. And then as, as recent as week eight, he was. It's firmly. And, in and it's been a watch. steady climb. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Week eight, we were saying ACT watch between Steven and Josh, 11 and 12. And then Josh has had a steady climb 
to to his current position at at seventh place. So it's it's been impressive to watch. So it's it's interesting because in the last in the last two weeks. So this week, uh, Stu Shoemake, Stu Shoemake plays. Um, hold on, let me pull up his matchup here. Stu Shoemake plays Stephen Adams, great friend of the show, but he's got Pat Mahomes on by as well as Tyreek Hill, um, and golly, maybe and and Kenyon Drake as well as Kirk Cousins, and Josie's going to talk about that in a minute, but um. So Stephen A., a great friend of the show, really has a chance to beat Sue Shoemake this week. And then in the next two weeks, um, I, I one, of the, one of those current playoff teams, I play Josie. And the next week, T. Reed plays Josie. So all of the, all of the teams that are currently slated for a playoff spot uh, but not locked into one have kind of a tough road to get there. Yeah, for sure. As as we mentioned earlier, in, any road through Joe's is going to be a tough right. one. But so let's 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 move towards that ACT watch, Brett, that you're talking about. And so when we look at the bottom two teams, uh, it's it's really it's really fascinating. So we have uh, Justin Russell, who is currently sitting at three and eight, and <laughs> Stephen Adams, great friend of the show, sits, sitting at two and nine. So they actually play each other week 13. So the only way in which week 13 would be irrelevant and lock Steven into the ACT would be if uh, Steven loses this week and J-Ball pulls off the win. So looking into uh, their matchup a little further, as you mentioned, Stu Shoemake and uh, Steven Adams here. Patty Mahomes is out, Kirk Cousins out, Drake's out. Currently, as it stands, we're looking at Steven with a projection of 94 and Shrewd Farms at a projection of 73. So this is quite a substantial difference. And I'm going to turn it over to the other guys here. But if there's any, Steven Adams is going to really pull off an upset here. You know, if the, if the timing could be any better, um, now now's the time to place to play Stu Shoemake, would you guys agree? Oh, for sure. I mean, it really has become the perfect storm for <laughs> Steven, and I'm excited to see how this plays out because, you know, the, the worst thing for anybody in the league would be for Steven to have locked up an ACT <laughs> early in the season. And so the fact that it could come down to the last week of the regular season is exciting <laughs> for everybody to watch. Keeps everybody on their toes. It makes it a lot of fun, but – uh, but yeah, I mean, just looking at the matchup earlier this week, I noticed that Patty Mahomes is out, and so you immediately go to Stu's bench to play instead, and he's got his backup quarterback also on bye, which is a huge bummer for Stu. Um, you know, that's you're never going to sit Mahomes. You know, this is the one week that you know Mahomes is not going to play, and the backup QB is also on by. So that's just a, a, a rough oversight that that may come come down to uh, the wire for, for Steven, and it might might be the chance that he needs. Yeah, and speaking of the wire, let's talk about the waiver wire here. So uh, <laughs> T-Reed's got us a list of available quarterbacks on our waiver wire. We're just going to kind of go down the list. And, Stewie, we're, we're going to help you out, um, help you make the decision. So tomorrow when you pick up the wrong one – listen to what T. Reed's going to tell you and go pick him up instead. 
So as we learned earlier in the pod, uh, Philip Rivers is new, really new player added to the waiver wire. Uh, good luck with him. Uh, next up, we have Mr. Jared Goff, who was broken by Bill Belichick. Um, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett after him. Um, okay. Sam Darnold. We're still not sure can throw a forward pass or not. Uh, Mr. Jeff Driscoll. Uh, the Matt Stafford, who is out. Jeff um, Driscoll wasn't even good at Florida. This is very true. We <laughs> transferred to luck. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, you get the point. Uh, that's who you got to choose from, Stewie. Um, we're rooting for you. We do love the drama, but uh, good luck there. None of those, uh, who, none Brett, of those quarterbacks are very Brett, good. Brett, who do you think Stu's going to pick up? Let's all make a prediction on who we think. Uh, I, I feel very, very confident he will pick up Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Jesse, who do you think? Mm. Should, I, should I drop Breeze this week for a player and just make it interesting? No. I... Uh, no. That... <laughs> Wait, yes, yeah, that's... yes, yes, you should. No, stop. That's getting close to collusion. I, I, w- sure. I wouldn't do it to you, Stephen. I would not do that. All right, so who are you going with, Jesse? Who's he um, I, I've got to go golf. That's gosh. Yeah, to totally pick up golf, Sue. None of the options are good. I mean, yeah. So just to be clear, Jared <laughs> Goff playing golf instead of football. That's pretty good. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, T. Reed, who'd you say? I'm going with the dark horse, Brandon Allen. Oh, look out. The University of Arkansas, Brandon Allen. Uh, um, so, yeah, I believe Stewie's going to go in that direction. Man. Good luck, buddy. Man, Stewie's, Stewie is such an SEC homer. Like, Yeah, he, couldn't you see that he, happening? He's going he's gonna to be the only guy. First of all, he's the only guy that when you would Allen would have known who the heck exactly he was. Exactly who he was. That's yeah. right. Um, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the same vein as uh, T. Reed. Say that he picks up Jeff Driscoll. That's, uh, T- That's a good call. Stewie's going to look at those top quarterbacks available. He's going to he's going to look past a couple of names he doesn't really recognize. He's going to look past Sam Darnold because, let's face it, he looks like what a, an eraser would look like. And I think he's going <laughs> to slide on to my man Jeff Driscoll. So that's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. There you go. Um, none of those guys are are very very good. Um, I never thought I would say this, but I'm really glad I picked up Baker Mayfield last week. Um, that doesn't feel good to say, but I, but I am. Um, that's uh, but but he could very easily do exactly what Jeff Driscoll is going to do to Sue. Mm, for sure. Since I'm playing you, I hope he doesn't. But yeah, does we personal. play each other this week? Should we talk about that? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything to say. I thought you might. Yeah, just t- tell how you're feeling. Okay, look. I- Is your run in jeopardy? Are you going to lose this week? So Give us a prediction. <laughs> Guarantee a win. See, I'm Do not, it. I'm, based on podcast analysis, I don't, I don't know that I want the win. And I say this because I realize I can't, I can't beat Stinton's record, uh, his streak, because of the bye. Uh, we both of us have locked, have locked in a buy for the first round of the playoffs. So, because of that buy, I not beat his record of his win streak. So, even if I went out, 
doesn't really mean anything at this point. Um, and now the number one seed is probably going to have to face Shelby in the playoffs. And that might be inevitable. It might come down to Shelby and someone else uh, in the, the final game of the playoffs. But if I can avoid Shelby, I would gladly take two more losses and get the second seed in the playoffs just so I don't have to play Shelby early on. Um, so I, I'm okay with a loss this week. Um, but the competitive side of me does never want to lose. Look, so I I'm definitely going to your strategy. I think it's very, very smart. Um, and that's, that's my unbiased opinion. Uh, I, I'm very worried about it. The fact that I, the fact that I won't have Marlon Mack, who had pretty much become my second best player behind Zeke. Um, that's, that's going to hurt, but, but, uh, how did you end up with him? Say that again. I'm sorry. How did you end up with Mac? We we made a trade, and I gave you Nuke, which which might have might have been overpaying a little bit, but um yeah, that, I think that's gonna hurt. But I mean, you know, injuries happen to everybody. I'm also getting Brandon Cooks back this week, so we'll see. Uh, I, I I don't certainly don't feel very good playing your team. Uh, it kind of feels like walking up to like a buzz saw and being like, hey, I'm gonna put my hand in it. Well, my gift to you this week is that Dalvin Cook is on by. That is a big so that, that that's that's, that's huge. <coughs> I didn't realize that until I, I, just earlier. Yeah, and I'd say that that's the fact that you got strategy that would have you guys both avoiding Shelby in the playoffs is pretty high praise for the only woman in our league. Just to show you guys, enough. she really is terrifying. What she just True. drafts well. I don't know what it is. I, I guarantee. Here's one thing that is abundantly clear. She is not learning how to play fantasy from me. Clearly. Well, just, I mean, just another, another stat that emphasizes that. She has the record for the fewest number of points on waiver post-draft pickups. She has the fewest number of because she drafts well, and she just holds on to her drafted players. And she has both the most points from drafted players and the fewest points post-draft players because she's just made a lot of good calls. Yeah. I, sh- I sure wish whatever podcast she was listening to, I was in on. True. All right. Well, do we have anything else to discuss? I- I've got one question for T. Reed. Um, so early on in the podcast, I noticed um, you were talking about your, your season and you, you felt good about your position and you mentioned that you were six and six. Um, so if you look at the, the record right now, you're six and five. Is, does that mean, <laughs> does that, does that mean that you plan on losing to Gary this week? I mean, surely not. Playing? I'm playing Gary. <laughs> oh, no, Gary we're, we're good. <laughs> oh, hey, I need to, I need to make five. a correction earlier. Okay. Okay. So, Earlier, I mentioned I mentioned, um, I mentioned customer survey and Aunt Pam's Revenge is the four and seven teams and Hoyer's Destroyers. Jonathan Gary is four and seven, and I didn't mention that, so that's that's a mistake on my end. My my be Jonathan, if you're yeah. listening, if you are, man, you've really stuck with this a long time. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what are the chances he makes it in the playoffs? What's his route look like for Gare Bear? For Gare hey. Bear, so he's got uh, it's gonna be tough. And then he plays T. Reed, and then he plays 
Uh, Shrewd Farms. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for Jonathan. I, it's not impossible, but it's he's also at the low end of the four and seven points. So, you know, I mean, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah, I think we saw that coming. Uh, even he commented when he was in sixth place, like, how did I get here? I think he had 666 points when he was in sixth place. And so the writing was on the wall. He didn't have the points for a sixth place ranking. And uh, so he, he kind of saw it coming, but. Um, his his name is appropriate. Boyers Destroyers. He currently has the record for this season in points put up by a kicker. So uh, he he's doing well in the. Uh, so the, the next. If you look at, at at Jonathan's picture, it literally looks like Brian Hoyer is growing Brian Hoyer's out of himself. It's very unsettling. Very unsettling to look at. Well, I don't. I don't. I feel like we've already spoken too much about Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I'm I'm a big Brian Hoyer fan, best back of yeah, the league. Well, he, so uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's gonna that's gonna do it for our podcast. Uh, special thanks to our boy, Mr. Chocolate Vanilla himself, uh, the one and only Mr. Tyler Davis Reed. Um, shout out to Joe's here. Shout out to uh, Mr. Brett McIntyre. So let's with uh, let's hit him with a Brett. What you got for us? Is it? It's my my turn for the closing thoughts. Yeah, whenever I said like Brett, what you got for us? That was a pretty cue. I thought. Oh, it's my so it's my it's my turn. Okay, uh, I actually don't have any. So, just what you got for us? Look, I I am specifically watching the matchup between Aunt Pam's Revenge and the Nard Dogs, and the matchup between. FML and Sanu versus Shroot Farms. I, I'm super excited that uh, it's going to come down to the wire there. Uh, as someone who has come in dead last place two years in a row, um, I, I spent a lot of time watching that last place position. Think what's going to happen? Um, I I know the pain, the, just the the feeling of desperation that comes with being in last place and fighting to get off the bottom, and so. I think it's super exciting that we could come down to. I'm really hoping that uh, this week doesn't feel that. And uh, I, I can't see, wait to see what happens. Mm. Good one. The ACT Bowl. ACT Bowl week 13. Let's go. We we need it. We deserve the it. The Bragger League. League does deserve it. T. Reed, what you got for Well, this is it. The uh, regular season's coming down to an end. So, uh, as we in the biz say, it's nut time. So let's go. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll end it. Uh, as many of the records I hold in this league, most of the bad ones, I will say that uh, I currently have five open spots on my roster that I intend to fill with uh, the best of free agents uh, because I've blown all my fab. So, JT, I'm coming for you, buddy. All right, and that's going to do it for us this week. Brett's going to close us out. All right, yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh, ben, Juju or the five open spots on your roster? <laughs> oh. uh, I'm still going to go with the five open spots on my roster. All right, cue the music.